0: Wow,
1: (laughs) well what's up you guys, you're ready, it's your girl Cocaine Kisses, I am in the fucking building, you are in the building, I missed you guys, so yeah, let's just jump right into it, I'm gonna keep this short, sweet and simple today, cause there's so much going on and I got so much shit that I need to do, but I needed to talk with you guys, so I'm here, so let's just jump right into it, shall we?
0: 8, ignition sequence has started. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. We have commit and we have liftoff at 213. The Saturn V building up to 7.6 million pounds of... Is clear that... You're jamming with the hottest disc jockey. Disc jockey. Whatever.
1: Monday, obviously, and um, first and foremost, I missed you guys. I love you. Round of applause for you, motherfuckers. All day, you already like, uh, you guys have been amazing. Um, you know, there, there's some times that I don't come on as often as I used to when I first started, you know since i was wonder like is niggas still fucking with your girl because i'm not um i wouldn't say consistent but i'm not putting out as many episodes as i did last year right um so i always wonder like niggas are still vibing with me and i always get to see that you guys are by the uh increase in my analytics and you guys really need to know like I actually really do appreciate every listening ear that takes the time to hear what I'm talking about what I'm vibing about what kind of energy I'm on today and you guys could never understand the absolute satisfaction I get from doing this and knowing that it's making a difference for somebody right like You guys, somebody's fucking with your girl. So I just want to take the time, as I always often try to do, to just show you and tell you just how much I appreciate you. Um, Yeah, that's the fucking truth. And you know I talk nothing but the truth. So, yeah, shout out to you guys. Okay, so motherfuckers. Let me tell you, all right, because it's been so much, right, going on. I know you guys know. It's like, how the fuck do we even keep up with all the shit that's going on right now in the world? So, uh, shout out to Cardi B, who just had her baby September the 4th. Now, you guys, to my day one listen I- most of you already, if you're tuned in, know I'm a high priestess, know I'm an empress, know I'm a light worker, know I'm a tarot reader, ah, 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 type of shit, right? But you know I speak truth, and this is funny because you guys know, check the episodes, Um, I predicted Cardi was going to have a boy. Yeah, I did. If you don't believe me, go through all these episodes. It's like 178 of them and counting. Uh, <laughs> I predicted her... Uh, son that she has today. Well, she gave birth to on the fourth. And I also uh predicted Nikki's son. So if you thought that I didn't know what the fuck I be talking about, or if I wasn't who I say I am, then yeah, sucks be to you, cause I am who the fuck I say I am and what I say will always come back as truth. So there you go. I just want to let you motherfuckers know I been knew she was having a boy. That's why I made the pre- uh the predictions uh months ago for this very reason so that when she does have the boy you guys will be like well damn Cole really did say that months ago and she really did predict Nikki's son's uh gender as well so shout out to me and shout out to God for allowing me to tell you motherfuckers the truth right right so outside of just that right um a lot has been going on a lot's been going on with me right adores in school um uh, yeah so I, I i we're gonna stop we're gonna we're gonna definitely touch on that to all my parents who have kids that have returned or will be returning back to the buildings yeah we're gonna definitely talk about that because um uh, yeah mixed 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 emotions people mixed emotions i totally wish um i could continue homeschooling adore um uh, it's not like I can't, I'm definitely, uh, educationally qualified to do so. Um, but you know, I'm going to see what the fuck is going on with this shit. Cause I really feel like, um, we're opening up these doors for school too early. Uh, um, and, and again, I also feel like most of the reason of that could be right. Um, due to the fact that, The longer we keep kids out of school, the more of an issue it becomes with funding, right? Um, Like anything that the government funds. So I think the real reason for why we have um, ushered our children back to school so early, uh, or not even so early, just returning back to the actual buildings, is because of the funding that the Department of Education receives per state, right? And you know, each child, is like considered a certain amount of money like it's a head type shit so if there's no physical bodies in these seats then what the fuck do y'all need this money for is what i'm presuming for while we even decided to uh, initiate the children returning back to the actual physical buildings on top of the fact we're dealing with these booster shots that are coming out um which yeah you know i'm not i don't want to get into what people' decisions should be as to whether or not they should be vaccinated or not vaccinated but I can tell you this much this booster shot it's like for me it's like what the fuck like every other six months we're gonna come out with an additional shot like just tell the public everything from the gate like why wasn't the booster shot something that people were told about months ago. Why is it that people have gotten vaccinated and after getting vaccinated, you're like, okay, you need this other shot. It's almost like, you know, makes a person feel, I would presume like, what are y'all treating us like guinea pigs? Like, after the first two shots, you mean to tell me you didn't know? No, right, because the Delta variant didn't show its ugly face yet. But to me, that's things that you should be looking for when you are addressing the original problem like we should have probably been looking for variants then right or the possibilities of things uh mutating and becoming other things but you know my experience with the world is we normally just wait till the last minute or disaster hits for us to then have a contingency plan which to me is so ass backwards but History shows this is what we normally do. We wait to shit hit the fan and then we have a plan for if it hits the fan again type shit. Yeah. So there's that, right? (laughs) There's definitely that. Um, But moving forward, I do want to uh, definitely show a tremendous amount of love to one of my favorite Female R&B? Uh, Would you even consider? No, I don't think uh, Anita's R&B. I, well, she can be rhythm and rhythm and rhythm and soul, more more or less. Uh, singers of all time. Like if you don't fucking know how much I love Anita Baker, you don't fucking know me. All right. There are two female singers that are my absolute favorite. I don't give a fuck who you are. You can say you love them too. I guarantee you, you don't love them more than I love them. I don't care emphasis on i don't care who you are because there's some people out here in the world that they just feel like they love these women more than i do and you don't you don't uh, <laughs> but anita um has been going through some situations in the past and i spoke about this um on one of my social media pages i don't believe i probably spoke about it on the the podcast per se i'm not sure i talk about so much shit you guys so i don't know But if I didn't, then allow me to reiterate what exactly I'm referring to. So a couple of months back, Anita had asked her fans to stop playing her music and streaming it over um, things like Apple, Spotify, and so forth and so on because she was not receiving the actual monies for it that she should be entitled to. And the reason for that had a lot to do with the fact that she did not own her masters, right? And so for some people, that's not anything new. A lot of artists don't own their masters or they sell their masters, um, which, um, you know, obviously people do what's best for them in the time that they're doing that. But I would, if I was an artist, I would, that would not be something I would be aiming to do, right? It's my work. I'm not trying to give up shit to none of you motherfuckers to have more control over my shit, right? That's just me. And it seems like uh, Auntie Anita was on the same kind of energy. Like, she wasn't with nothing. And you got to respect it. Like, you got to respect any artist who's fighting for their masters, fighting for their work. That is what makes them who they are as an entertainer, right? Right? as an artist so um i'm glad to know that she actually owns her masters now fuck yeah fuck yeah anita all right this woman i don't first of all i'm saddened that she had to wait so many years to even obtain her masters and 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 you know it was a fucking hassle right according to what I've read and she's been very honest about in terms of you know the experience she had trying to obtain her masters in the running around she kept getting and trying to do that so I'm old school when auntie Anita was like don't stream my shit respect auntie I ain't streaming it because I'm old school I got her cd you know what I'm saying like I got her catalogs or this so there's nothing for me to throw the CD in the CD fucking player, right? So you know, I respect and honored her wishes because she's one of my favorite fucking artists. like the love I have for Anita Baker, there is no other woman who can literally say what I feel lyrically. every emotion, every ounce of love that I've ever felt towards anyone right she's disgusted in a song like literally so i actually tweeted about her earlier today and congratulated her on obtaining her master's uh on on uh september 3rd and uh i was surprised how much it got retweeted i'm not used to that type of shit like i was like oh shit second time i think the third time i i I said something that got retweeted and it went crazy but um I'm 39, you guys, and I remember being eight and nine years old, okay, listening to Anita and Betty uh, Betty Wright, that's my second favorite uh, female artist, rest in peace, Betty, um, too young to probably have truly understood these songs, but not really, because I'm an old soul, so i never forget my mother playing Rapture in we skipped nothing that's when music was really music because you didn't have to skip songs like the whole shit from beginning to end was fire and yeah that's exactly what her music is albums on top of albums if i had to give you my first top three it would definitely be uh, well let me give you the top four right uh giving you the best that I got oh my god that is my fucking song okay that's mine people you can love it too but that's co song right that's my song that's dedicated to uh someone very dear to me um then I have um no one in the world right then it's rapture because no one in the world of rapture is really tied neck and neck but i gotta put one above the other so that's why that went like that and then lastly fairy tales now a lot of people ironically don't know about fairy tales which is really fucking weird like if you're an 80s baby how the fuck you don't know about fairy tales but i'm so blessed that i come from a family where we were very heavy into music right so i got to hear all the things i needed to hear and um never forget listening to fairy tales for the first time and, and it was an eye-opener because it really changed at 10 years old it changed the way i looked at uh relationships and i'm 10 you guys but it was those lyrics that gave me a heads up if you will to the potential of falsehoods in relationships so sometimes what things appear as ain't what it is and sometimes what you want things to be ain't what things are and so that song right really taught me a lot about you know false perceptions and really hoping and wishing for things that sometimes just aren't what you think they are right so but moving forward um she definitely did talk to us some months back about uh not you know streaming the music because she wasn't really getting her due um you know her due entitlement you know and she was breaking it down to like you know damn they're getting like sent off of every stream like and it's just sad that these artists don't even get the bulk of their work but you know contracts, some motherfucker now a lot of people might be like, so what's such a, you know, like, why is it such a big deal to, to, to own your masters, right? So owning your masters gives you the legal rights to freely, you guys, appropriate and maximize your money-making opportunities. So when you don't have control over your own music, then you are very limited to how that music can be distributed or how the music is utilized, right? Because you don't own it. It doesn't matter if you wrote it. If somebody else bought your masters? And we've seen that in history as well. People who follow music, um, like I do, have seen many of artists buy other artists' uh, masters. I've told you guys before in, in previous episodes, Michael Jackson did that with uh, the Beatles, if I'm not mistaken, right? And there's other people who've done that as well. So if your masters happens to belong to someone else, like, for example, the record label, the music producer, or even the sound engineer, then they have the right to license out the recording. And keep in mind, you guys, collect the royalties. So that's why it's such a big deal when somebody is fighting for their masters or if someone just gives up their masters. This is some of the things that they're forfeiting. So, um, Auntie Anita, and I'm always call her Auntie, you don't know how many... Family members, I have, in the industry that ain't even family. <laughs> Y'all should know, Hov is the godfather. You know, I call him my godfather all day. This is my auntie. Yeah, shit like that. But um, she definitely uh, was very vocal or speaking about Spotify, right? Um, which is a streaming service, uh, obviously, you guys are very familiar with. And she uh, quoted them as being thieves in the temple. And she said that they do not pay artists the royalties they deserve. She actually put this in a tweet uh, stating two uh, 2020 writing or rather 2020 streaming rates was 0.003 to 0.005, which is one third or one half a penny per stream for artists. And now that's minus in the fees, the taxes and et cetera, et cetera. you believe that you guys so a lot of your favorite artists that you just feel like oh they have all this money and they probably do have a good amount of money no shade right probably do but you need to understand that what you think they get off of streams is nothing remotely close to what they actually Are receiving And Anita was very honest about that. And you got to respect that. Because a lot of artists spend their career trying to hide the truth about what they actually are receiving in sales and what they're not. I don't know why they do it, but they do it. So, yeah, I just wanted to shout you out, Auntie Anita. I'm definitely going to play one of your hits today. Don't sue me, baby. (laughs) It's all love. It's all love. (laughs) But, yeah, shout out to you. I'm so glad that God vindicated you and allowed you to have the rights to your shit yeah round of applause for auntie anita in the fucking building okay so i know you niggas and bitches right or love, or in daring words, I don't ever want, I don't think I need to say this, but maybe for somebody who's new today, and they are like, oh, Kobe calling niggas, niggas, and bitches, bitches, how sure the fuck do, that's with love, nigga, bitch, it's all love, uh, so you know, Drake album dropped Sunday, uh, certified lover boy, and, um, shout out to him for, a great album i would like to say very very decent album but um it definitely did come with some controversy right now it's no secret him and kanye who seem to have released their albums very close to one another have been going back and forth in some weird ass feud that i don't even know where it started from but it definitely took um the media life by uh surprise and it's just been you know, trending for a while to the point where motherfuckers is giving out other motherfuckers' addresses. I think Kanye tweeted uh, Drake's address. And then it's just a a bunch of weird fuckery shit. I don't know. I thought maybe it was for the hype of each person. Cause sometimes, you know, I think different than the masses and the 3D people. I saw this as, all right, they came together to act like it was problem because it's still a way of publicity right so it's like we gonna act like we beef in that way we generate sales both our way instead of it looking like we're competing and you know all the sales just go in one direction so if you make it to where like it's an issue then people will be more prone to hear both albums right obviously Drake's album was completely different from uh Donda and uh a lot of big names on it obviously Hoves on the album. Uh Wayne is on the album. I think Little Baby is on the album. It's a couple of people on the album. I'm not here to just go through the whole lineup. I just wanted to let you guys know the album is fire if you haven't already heard it my favorite song is love all i love hope because he always finds a way whether he knows it or not to validate anything that i've said already hope says it and then it's like see i told you there's a verse in uh that particular song with drake where he talks about not he doesn't do friends and i loved when he said that because most people know me for years i don't do i think i've said it even on his podcast like i don't do the word friend I don't do friend, there was, a, uh, there was a time when I used to explain to people friends ain't nothing but fiends, if you take the R out of friend, it will spell the word fiend and the R stands for respect, cause a lot of friends ain't got no respect, they just fiends, or around for when they can get something from your ass type shit, right, so I was like, thank you ho for that, not like he really did it for me, but you never know, energy is something, yo. <laughs> Energy is real. So um yeah, and then you had 7 a.m. on brittle path, which was according to the media, uh this track, right, against Kanye. And I listened to it, and yeah, obviously there was some shots fired at Kanye. There was tracks where shots was uh fired at Swiss beats. Mm. And there was shots uh fired at another artist that no one is talking about, and so since nobody's talking about it, we're just gonna keep it hushed. But I know what I heard, um, and I got mixed feelings about that. So he's gonna definitely have to address that at some point because, uh in 7 a.m. on *Brittle Path*, I do not believe in certain parts of these uh the track that he was only talking about uh, Kanye. And as a matter of fact, i am ai am am a, I'm a, I'm a. I'm a Recite the lyrics and let you come to your own conclusion of who he could possibly be talking about other than Kanye. But I know for a fact I love music too much and I'm in too heavy to sit here and overlook what was said and act like I ain't hear what I said and act like I don't know who the fuck you talking about type shit. And I just hope the person that I think he's talking about knows that he ain't talking about them and address that shit. But um, yeah, let me recite these lyrics for you though. <laughs> Okay, so you guys, disregard the, the flow, because it's probably not the same as the actual song. I just want you to get the lyrics of this. Nigga said, man, fuck a respectfully. I just want my respect. They tried to label me mean. I say what I mean. People that could have stayed on a team. They played in between. Mm. That stuck out for me. Okay, clouds is hanging over you now, because I'm i rain- reigning supreme. Mm. Some of these niggas say what they mean. It ain't what it seems. Mm. Um, those three lines right there. I already, I already had somebody in my mind. Like, oh, I know exactly who he talking about. Right. But I don't want to start no beef. Right. So I'm going to keep my, what I know to myself type shit. Um, yeah. Cause it can get messy. Nigga said, had to pull my niggas out the mud. Like I'm training Marines. You niggas hot to them little kids. You ain't famous to me. Pause right there. That was it. I don't even need to go. Um... No further. That bar right there had me stuck, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because if we're talking about Kanye, right? If this was the actual song or actual diss song about Kanye, uh, what little kids is he hot to? You get what I'm saying? Like I don't see that 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 bar reference. It's weird to me, because what kids are you talking about? I don't see little kids, you know, glorifying Kanye. I don't see a bunch of little kids still, you know, on some Kanye what? I don't see that. So who you talking about, five? You niggas hot to them little kids? You ain't famous to me? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'ma just let y'all think about that one right there. Because, yeah, it was too it was too obvious. That bar, that line right there, I caught it. I know most niggas who are true to hip-hop caught it. They knew who the reference was about, and it was ugly. So, I really do hope that he addressed that, addresses that to the person he was shading on that album. Because that line right there wasn't about no fucking Kanye. And you're not going to tell me that it was. Fuck out of here, Drake. Let's just keep it all the way a buck. You know? He goes on to say... That's why your people not believers They all leaving you That's a Kanye Kanye reference You know with him You know being heavily into spirituality now But again If you think this fucking song Was only about Kanye Keep listening And then keep listening again And then keep listening again And then you'll pick up on it If you need that many times to listen And pick up on the fact that He wasn't only talking about Kanye He was coming for niggas yeah but nonetheless Drake decent album type shit <laughs> I'm not an industry bitch I'm an in the streets bitch so none of that shit really means nothing to me like I ain't trying to you know kiss nobody ass because I don't have to I roll with the G.O.D. so that's all I need um but moving forward I know many of you guys have been affected or was affected so I sent out my prayers and uh uh, healing and love to those, especially in Louisiana, because um, I got listeners out there too. Shout out to New Orleans, um, that was affected grave, uh, gravely by the uh, what was it, Hurricane Ida, that um, we just went through last week, and other states up here in the north, like New York and PA and, and, and New Jersey, for example. Um, experienced some real crazy rain as well you know i love the fucking rain so i ain't gonna sit and act like i'm complaining but you know this rain did do a lot of damage you guys fucked up niggas who lived in basement type homes and shit flooded them out you had niggas in new york only in new york where you see niggas with a whole inflatable fucking raft or some shit in the streets right laying on that shit with a hookah like you can't make this shit up like yeah So, homes was destroyed. I I watched a a disturbing Facebook Live video where a family in, in Louisiana was literally trapped in their homes because they couldn't make it to the car. The wind was so crazy. Like, the impact of the weather was just... That shit was serious. You know what I'm saying? People lost lives, you guys. So, condolences to the families of those who lost people in that insane hurricane. Like... That shit was insane. You had fucking tornadoes in Jersey? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Shit looking crazy out here, my nigga. Like, shit really looking crazy out this bitch. Um, now, I don't know if you guys know you should. It's been trending every fucking where. That crazy ass beef between... Uh, so-called cool beef, I should say, Drake and uh, Kanye actually ended up weirdly involving Andre 3000 from Outcast. shout out to Outcast, Andre 3000 and Big Boy, um, who actually didn't know what the fuck was going on and didn't take Conley to be a, being dragged, I mean, who the fuck would, right, like, I don't know what the fuck you niggas is going about, like, what this shit is about, I just, you know, am keeping it music. And I I wish sometimes we just kept it fucking music. That's a sub to Lil Nas X who just can't seem to keep shit music, right? Because at the end of the day, that's all I give a fuck about is the music, my nigga. I'm a fiend for the music. I don't give a fuck about the theatrics that people do. I don't give a fuck about as many cars as you have. Hip-hop didn't start that way. So that doesn't impress me. That doesn't make me feel like you are a good artist because you're sitting here singing and rapping about everything that you have. Because in a blink, if it's all taken away, then what the fuck are you rapping and and singing about then? Hmm? That's not where hip-hop originated from. So that's not something my old school ass is going to... uh, subscribe to when it comes to good music you're not gonna you're not gonna get a pass for me and i'm gonna say oh yeah that was a hot track just because on the track you talked about a thousand cars and named a thousand designer fucking jeans and shirts that shit ah maybe for the for these you know younger uh generations you know people born in my daughter's era 2000 and shit like that maybe they impressed with that i'm not i'm an 82 baby so you're gonna have to come real oh I ain't fucking with your shit it's just that simple um yeah but uh I obviously understand why he would be uh annoyed who the fuck wants to get caught up in some fucking low vibrational drama like nigga said I ain't with none of that shit I ain't got nothing to do with that And you guys are really whack for even having this roll out to the point where other people are having to make statements like, listen, I don't know what's going on with this. And then other people are getting involved. It's just getting real messy and it's unnecessary, right? This is why I don't like music that much like I used to because it's lost the essence of what music is supposed to be, it's supposed to bring people together for joyous times, to feel good, happy, this shit done got so competitive, that niggas smile in your face all the time, they wanna take your place, yeah, this shit is weird, it's really, really weird, and I guess in a, in a way, it's always had that competitive uh nature about it, but now it's just like, how far will niggas take it and believe me niggas will take it real far like i always tell niggas motherfuckers been wearing masks way before covid way before covid they just now get to wear their mask and not be judged so much because hey i got on a mask for covid no nigga we talking about the invisible mask y'all niggas wear all day and tomorrow Mm. yeah but um that's the life right that's that's the life of the industry, I guess, I don't know, I'm not in the industry, but I keep my ears perked to some shit that go on in the industry, because I love music, I have to, um, and I literally say it with my chest out, y'all know the tat. Um, a lot of uh, criticism have been coming to K Michelle lately, um, a lot of people are saying she doesn't look like herself. Her facial features have changed. You know, she's been going through a lot too. Outside of just the obvious that we all know, she deflated her ass. um, And at some point had to admit that her ass was fake. Um, A lot of the reasons why she had to do that, if you did not know, to my listeners, is because she was uh, diagnosed with lupus. So um, she did an an Instagram, uh, I think live. I think it was Instagram where she discussed how she says she can't look like her old self because she's had 16 surgeries and four blood transfusions. So she's also being very honest about the effects of silicone in your system and how she indicated that it never actually really leaves your system. So listen to what she says, you guys.
2: Silicone and the vaccine don't mix well together it makes you extremely sick so i have to make a decision about fighting a sickness when i'm just getting healthy again and the chances of what the vaccine might do to me because you'll never fully get silicone out of your body this is something you'll be stuck with for the rest of your life which is why i try to talk to women and let them know that the girls you see are sick it's not what you think it is, you know? So that's why I'd be like, damn, that's up. You're the one out here trying to tell the truth and they gonna put somebody, they gonna put some surgeries on you. But yeah, 16 surgeries later, four blood transfusions later. Yeah, I'm not gonna be myself, but y'all don't care if somebody died.
1: And that's crazy. Like I highly, I give her most respect for being, you know, transparent about the dangers of silicone. A lot of artists do have butt enhancements, breast implants, uh, all kind of other things going on, and silicone plays a factor in. And they glow, gloat, and glorify their body, but they're not being honest to these young girls who are inspired by that to go and do the same and they don't have the type of money that these women have to get things done the correct way if you can even say that they're going to get botched jobs and wherever they go right and a lot of these women are dying on tables a lot of these women had things foreign objects injected into them that ain't even silicone right um yeah and 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 it's sad that a lot of these women who are still looking like this image is not being truthful about the dangers of it. But, you know, to each his own. I guess some people feel like that ain't my job. Well, then who fucking job is it, right? Because y'all are walking billboards. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. But see, when you team natural, you don't got to worry about all that. So shout out to all my team naturals in the motherfucking building. Yes, 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 Bitches. No enhancements nowhere. No additives, no preservatives over here, my nigga. Like, everything is official. Official tissue. I don't give a fuck if it's lopsided, if it's if the gravity, the set, Nigga, this is me. You understand? Ass, real tits, real hips, real love handles, real locks, real everything, real. You heard? So, you know, but to, to each his own for those who feel like getting enhancements makes them feel better about themselves. I wouldn't know nothing about that. I like me just the way I am. Uh moving forward though. <laughs> now Master P has done an amazing thing again. It's like when doesn't he? Shout out to Master P. You guys know he's from New Orleans and uh, himself, and he actually decided to utilize his beverage company to make sure that the people that was affected by Hurricane Ida was uh able to have clean drinking water so he sent a hand out to louisiana gave them clean drinking water and um i thought that was very commendable he's been doing a lot of things to service the community to service the people and these are the type of celebrities that i often always uh look at with uh that awe moment because it's so much else they could do with their money and their resources but they give back and they don't give back because giving back gives them a a tax write-off or you know they donate to a charity and it has something to do with they take no they do it because it needs to be done and they in a position to do it and god bless them for being able to do that because you know those uh residents out in louisiana they faced you know so many issues after hurricane ida with having no power um, and the extreme heat, you know, no, uh, water supplies. And so what he did was extremely, extremely warranted, appreciated. Um, and I wish more people would, you know, follow suit. He went to say that, uh, quote, if you need help, need some assistance, we're going to make sure people get water, make sure we're able to feed our people and help them get back. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to you, Master P, for actually walking the walk and, and talking the talk. A lot of people talk, talk, but there be no action behind it. You always seem to come through for the community, not just for the state that you reside in before. Whoever seems to be in a need, you feel that void and, and, and it's duly noted. And I wanted to shout you out today on my podcast uh, for being who you are. A uh, fucking amazing. So shout out to you and the things that you do, Master P. Yeah, no limit. Now there's other things floating around, fucking little Uzi Vert talking to my eyes, diamond got pulled out at the Rolling loud, ah, ah, ah. Nigga, like, I don't even know that why that was even an article, right, cause that was just, like, common sense that that was going to happen, nigga. If rather it they happen that way, the nigga's fucking shooting your fucking head off, no disrespect, but that is a scenario that could've happened to get that diamond i just think that was so stupid anyway to put that there but you know people do what they do they do what they do they them but um yeah we're not going to discuss that because to me it's not really worth discussing um <laughs> nor is uh safari and his fucking divorce with his baby mother like shit like that i don't even really need yeah i leave that for the bloggers right because they like that gossip shit. like i talk about certain shit in the media some shit I'm just not gonna waste my time on because to me it's just messiness, and I it's been so much messiness you can deal with before. It's like clean all this shit up, it's too much, right? Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. But um, overall, you guys. Um happy belated birthday, also to Beyonce, September the 4th, actually. Um, uh, which I just thought about. Wow, Cardi B's uh, son was born on her birthday. Um B is now 40. The 40 40 club. And I'm um, not sure what exactly she did for her birthday. I didn't keep up with that. So just wanted to uh send her a happy belated birthday shout out. If she ever come across this uh this uh podcast which I'm quite certain I'm getting some attention you guys. I almost forgot. Algeria. Algeria is now our latest country in the fucking building who has loaned me their listening ears? you guys i'm like so hyped, and i tell you this every time i notice it's more states or more countries because i started with just i'm from new york and i really didn't think any fucking body you know would take the time to listen to what I have to say and, and when he goes whether it was one country or 51 because now I'm at 51 uh, international countries uh, tapped in and tuned in with me um it's 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 always appreciative that somebody is taking the time out to hear what I got to say right so um shout you out Algeria I think I already mentioned Egypt and Belgium um, the last time I spoke to you guys I uh, tuned in they tapped in with us so you guys thank you and algeria thank you for um becoming family appreciate you stay 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 with me you'll you'll enjoy it I'm, i'm pretty certain you will i'm very very uh versatile yeah um, Summer so League Media, hello. Um, this morning I had like a serious breakdown, right? And not in a negative way because it's good to break down because you need to purge. I don't know about nobody else. I'm not that person to try to hold feelings in and walk around like nothing's bothering me. That's impossible. I'm an empath, right? I feel everything. I feel emotions, energy, vibrations. I feel it all. And so this morning, um, I was very emotional. Um, uh, You know, I'm a twin flame and there's certain parts of this journey that gets very excruciating, right? And it's really hard to get people to understand this journey if one, they're not twins themselves or if they're not open-minded to what this journey entails. Um, You heard me say some uh, episodes back that Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats came out about a month ago indicating that they were twin flames. And I don't know, like I'm really... When they said it at first, I was like kind of happy because I'm like, great, you know, finally this journey is getting recognized for what it is. Right. But that's not what appears when they mentioned they were twin flames. I got from them mentioning that. And so I had to speak about my experience, mine, um, in terms of what this journey really is and how so many people over romanticize the journey and they're quick to. label their relationship something based on the validation of what they think it will give their connection so i'm gonna just play a little quick snippet of uh one of my conversations to my listeners and viewers on my um instagram uh page and that's um the page that i do my um astrology and tarot readings on yeah um yeah, which is really clicking, and people are really enjoying. I'm getting a lot of people, you guys, hitting me up lately for um, personal readings and shit like that. And you know, I usually don't do personals. I do collective readings. Um, if 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 the spirit leads me to do a personal for you, I will. But normally, I don't, um, and I don't share my gift in a in a in a way that. Uh, has an exchange of money. I do what I do because I'm blessed to have this gift and I'm here to serve humanity. So if I ever did a reading for anyone and you guys know who you are, I've never asked you for a freaking dime and I won't because that's not what my gift was intended for me to do, right? So yeah, let me let you hear really quickly how I felt this morning about my twin flame journey. I'm so fucking empathic. I'm such an empath. And understand before I even play this, the, the, the snippet, you know, this has been a very difficult journey for me for two years. And I think sometimes people might have thought that I was uh, over exaggerating or I'm lying on and making these things up. And, you know, I don't have anything to prove to anybody because the good Lord knows that the journey that I speak on um, is very much true. It very much is my authenticity um, or my authentic journey. And um, I don't got time to sit here and do nothing for clout. You heard? That ain't me. So, um, I really discuss it a lot because, um, the twin flame journey, as rare as it is, there are people battling with it that don't really understand what's going on with this connection, why things are operating the way they are, what lessons that they're supposed to be learning, how do they progress and move forward towards union. And that's also the reason why I'm I'm writing this book about my experience, right? Because a lot of people give you the theoretical, uh, discussion of the twin flame journey but you got a lot of people telling you about twin flame journeys that ain't even fucking twin flames that's like the that's like somebody telling me about the weather and they ain't a meteorologist but they supposed to be so proficient in, in what's going on like mm, nah, i'd rather listen to the nigga who went to school not to say that you may not know what you're talking about, but that nigga, he lives, eat, and drinks this shit. I'm going to go more with what that nigga says than what you're saying. Because you you've giving me opinions and what you heard. This motherfucker researched and lived this shit. There's a difference, right? It's always a difference. So, here we go. Oftentimes, uh, people judge what they don't understand and uh good morning guys i wanted to make a public service announcement To a good friend of mine's this morning d shout out to you who i uh got the pleasure of having a amazing conversation this morning with um you guys know i'm an empath so if you see some tears falling whatevs right because i'm authentic and unlike most people i can't hide my truth or my feelings I wasn't designed to do that. So, for many people who hear about this twin flame journey and you have no idea what this journey entails, I'm here to tell you. From my own experience, it is a difficult journey. And I guess for me, I take it personal because lately I've just been hearing so many people over-romanticize this connection. And I do understand that those who are in the twin or on the twin flame journey have their own individual experiences but collectively if you are a twin flame there are just some things that or stages in the journey everyone shares and so when i hear people claim that they're twin flames and all they talk about is this love and believe me the love is love is amazing it's unconditional but the journey itself it is not what Many people are outlining it to be. And I know firsthand because I am a divine feminine. (laughs) And these last two years have been so difficult when it comes to this journey. (laughs) So I live in truth all day. You can laugh. You can look at this video and be like, "Cole is being extra. Nah, I'm being real. And y'all don't know that because y'all don't see real no more. (laughs) What y'all see in this world isn't a simulation of love it's not real and true authentic love especially when it comes to this twin flame journey is a fight you hear me it's a fight more so a spiritual fight an emotional fight and it it, it pains me because through some stuff on this journey which is why i'm writing the book which is why i have a podcast and i've been discussing it for uh, over a year and a half now so this is not nothing new i just decided to talk about at first i didn't want to talk about it because the journey itself is something many people wouldn't be able to relate to they wouldn't understand or they would think you're crazy i've, I've trusted people or thought i could trust people close to me and Told them about my journey. And they judged me. They laughed at me. They told my secrets to other people. About who my masculine is. And it hurt. (laughs) But I live in truth. So that's cool. Whatevs. Type shit. Whatevs. But I understand my mission. And I understand my purpose. And this is why I say. You guys... Don't believe everything you hear. You know, most of these people who telling you about Twin Flames, tell them to tell you their story about the Twin Flame journey. Tell them to tell you everything. Because if they're not telling you everything, if they only giving it to you, oh, I love her. I love him. We're so perfect together. This is... It's probably a soulmate journey it's a connection that is outer this world it's intergalactic and cosmic and it has a lot more to do with the love of the divine that's why he puts the divine masculine and the divine feminine together and the love of self and I understand that there are gonna be people who hear this video, and then shortly after this, they're gonna be proclaiming what I'm saying. It's fine, I don't care. God knows that I'm a true twin flame and I'm truly on this journey because he's literally been with me this entire roller coaster. Like, so this is why I'm writing the book to give people a better understanding of what this journey is. Because it can be confusing to help the divine masculines who are fearful of change. And the divine feminines who are second guessing themselves. So I'll take the criticism. I'll take the slander. I'll take whatever this world throws at me because I know. (laughs) I know I live in my truth. I know who I am, and I know who my masculine is, so, yeah, judge away, so, just want to share that with you guys, And you know, if a motherfucker can't be vulnerable, I'd watch that motherfucker, because I don't do shit for clout, I do what I do because I'm mean, and it's just that simple, so. Namaste you guys and enjoy your beautiful Labor Day. Later you guys. Yeah you guys. I know. All oh, right. You know I go through mixed emotions and so I don't know how to be anybody other than me. So I'm always going to be me. I'm going to share my truth. I'm I'm an open book to those who want to know the truth and so there are moments in my journey with with my twin flame um journey is some days are better than other days you know and I will never um you know disclose my masculine that's for him to do that's not my job to, to to disclose who my masculine is I love my masculine unconditionally this nigga's a motherfucker but you know he's my masculine what the fuck like you know it is what it is. It's called unconditional love for a reason. Like, this nigga be doing the most sometimes. But, <laughs> what the fuck? He's my masculine. He's my twin. And, you know, he's taught me a lot of things in his journey, as well as I've taught him a lot of things. He's even given exchange. Um, but, you know, I'm. There are just moments where it's the journey itself is so difficult. You know, it, it really is. And I've been doing this for two years, you know, um, keeping a lot of things to myself, being very limited on what I speak about when it comes to this journey, losing friends uh, because of their dishonesty and their betrayal uh, when it comes to my journey, Uh, having to isolate myself from certain family members for criticizing me and my journey and not understanding my path that I'm on. And it's fine, you know, you can't expect everybody to understand what you're experiencing but damn don't you know try to discredit somebody just because you don't understand what they're experiencing especially if they're being open enough to share their experiences with you a lot of times you know people just think this twin flame journey is just some big-ass uh, love boat right and, and and it's it's not that it's it's a lot of work people and this is why a lot of times the divine masculines and I'm speaking collectively not just about mine on a collective level the divine masculines are very timid to take this uh to take this risk right because they're one very conditioned to the 3D world whatever that 3D world is for them two it's a huge risk and they're stepping into the unknown they don't know They know that they love their Divine Feminine, but they're accustomed to a certain life that has nothing to do with her, right? So to go ahead and go forward with their Divine Feminine comes with a lot of adjustments, right? So again, with the Twin Flame journey, everything, like anything, it's all free will. And I've learned, you know, I love my masculine whether, you know, we're in physical union or not. Like, I have no choice. I have to love this nigga because he's me. I'm him. So even when he fucks up, even when he does shit that I don't like, even when he's out doing the fucking most, I still love him. Same with me. He could probably feel like even when his bitch is just running her fucking mouth all day and, and saying shit that's fucking triggering me and getting on my nerves, he will always love me. Love is the highest vibration. It cannot be fake. This divine uh, uh, connection, this twin flame journey cannot be be faked. You will know if a nigga is acting like they are fucking twin flame and they're not. At least I will because I'm a true twin, uh, divine feminine. I'm a true twin flame, so. And I don't have no problem being honest about my experiences. I don't give a fuck if niggas judge me. They judge my brother. They judge Jesus and he was the truth, you were. So of course they gonna fucking judge me and try to discredit me, but he always does things to, to validate me or produce evidence to what i'm saying so you know it is what it is so yeah i was in a different energy space this morning but i shout out to you d my uh my homie d uh hit me up earlier and she was very uh, available for me to be able to purge some of the things that i hold in so much like i hold a lot in when it comes to this journey just know that i don't even i haven't even touch the surface of what the fuck I've been through in these last two years with this experience, with the healing, with my spiritual gifts, with knowing who I am, with my divine masculine, with karmics, it's a fucking lot, but I ain't going to sit here and deny this experience for no fucking body, you heard? So yeah, with that being said, people, people, I'm going to leave it there, I talked your head off long enough you know i'll always be back i always do and um yeah let me leave y'all with some anita before i get the fuck out of here type shit so you guys i love you you guys stay safe uh you know please continue to practice safe uh precautionary measures um oh shit we supposed to talk about the fucking kids right i started smoking this blunt talking about so much shit man I'm not okay with a door going back to the school building. In fact, my daughter's school, my daughter didn't go to school the first day of school. And I'm so glad that she didn't because the first day of school was a actual COVID uh, situation, right? And it just has us very leery uh, parents as to, should we even send our kids back, right? You got teachers in schools taking masks off, infecting 50% of the children in the class they don't want to wear... Uh, they don't want to have on masks during storytelling time. Uh, you have letters coming home in the mail. Because I certainly got one from my, t- my daughter's school. Asking for permission to randomly just test them for COVID. Like, I don't even know how I feel about that. I, I see both sides of every coin. It's just who I am. Um, and it has a lot to do with my masculine. Because he... Weighs the scales of justice. So i'm able through that through him through me to be able to look at things from both both angles and i'm i see the reasons for wanting to do that i just not honestly comfortable with somebody sticking something up my kid nose while i'm not even present like I, i i don't know man i just i don't know that's just me though i don't know type shit but um yeah if you're a parent, I'm pretty certain you have your concerns all the same. Doesn't matter where in the world you are. It's just, you know, wow. Sometimes it's all you can say is fucking wow, right? So, with that being said, let me, um, yeah, let me get up out of here. I got some readings to do. <laughs> Yeah, if you ever curious to know what my reading page is looking like, you can always uh, go to Instagram, to my Instagram page. I got several, but this specific one is geared uh, specifically. Oftentimes, uh, people. Oh, so sorry for that. Judge she just played it again apologies on that I guess it wanted to be said again um if you're ever curious to see how my readings play out um I do readings based on um divine masculine divine feminine twin flame journeys I do zodiac readings I do them sometimes by the elements so water fire air and earth and then sometimes like recently I've been doing them individually by uh masculine and feminine so if you're a taurus i'll do a taurus masculine reading then i'll do a taurus feminine reading and i still actually got so many readings left that i older older collectives but if you have a curious as to what the fuck coco talking about with these damn readings yeah you can uh go take a look at co underscore c-a-i-n underscore k-i-s-s 33s underscore so you know the name cocaine kisses you already know it's a brand nigga it's a fucking brand so yeah look for me and um enjoy the rest of your day folks (laughs) later you guys And I figured we would discuss really briefly all the fucking jobs I've ever worked, right? Because this is the day that we recognize those who do work and the work that they do, and they are able to have this day of rest, right? So that's exactly what it's supposed to be, I think, right? I'm pretty sure it is. But labor means work nonetheless. I'm off of work today. I don't work today, I work tomorrow and uh just to give you a kind of idea of what kind of hard worker i am let's tell you some shit so um i'm 39 years old and i've been working for over 20 shit longer than that let me yo this shit is crazy like y'all laughing at me right now but whoa yeah my fault (laughs) it's me you guys bloopers and all you know i keep it so authentic right so as i was saying yeah i'm 39 years old god has been great to me and i've been literally working for 23 years of my life uh, my first job i got i worked at i mean some of you obviously is the first job that's listed on my social security benefits right you know that letter that they print out every year you know that statement yeah that shows you um in the event you wanted to retire or go off a bit, you were, you know, deceased or something, what your beneficiaries would receive every month. Yeah, so my first technical job is uh, summer youth. But if we're going to talk more about, you know, actual jobs, because that's a job, right? Some of you is a job, but, you know, you know what the fuck I'm trying to say. My very first job was at Big R Supermarket uh, 1998 uh and i worked at the big r on prospect avenue so in 1998 around what was this between i think it's between 160 i want to say 164th yeah 164th street and prospect avenue there used to be a big r supermarket there i i think there's a laundry medicine some shit there now i can't even tell you right but if you're familiar with the bronx and you know that the the area and you've been you know in that area for a while like union shout out the union shout out to trinity shout out to tenton shout out to uh, west uh is that westchester it is westchester yep shout out to westchester you know all those neighboring um blocks um, they would definitely remember the Big R Supermarket. I was a cashier, and I'm gonna tell you guys, I loved being a cashier. Shit was the illest thing in the world. No, has nothing to do with the money, you guys. It's just I love to count money, and back then uh, I took, and I still do. I took uh, pride in being efficient, very quick. You know, I like to get the people in and out of there, type shit. And from there, I went on to working. Oh my God, we going I'm gonna try to do this quick. Shout out to all the people who work type shit, right? So I went from uh, working at Big R Supermarket, mind you, I think I've worked in every fucking supermarket in New York City, from D'Agostino to, uh, to Whole Foods to uh, uh, Pathmark to uh, Associates to uh, Fine uh, uh to... I said fairway. I think I did say fairway. Uh, gourmet Garage, uh, Grissetti's. Yeah, I worked at a lot of fucking supermarkets, you guys. Whether I was a cashier, I was a baker and a pastry, uh, a, a pastry chef in the bakery department. Um, yeah, and after that, I kind of uh, went into like restaurant stuff and working in like because um, I was very happy to learn how to be a barista. Um, being a barista is the re- being a barista in the past is the reason why I drink coffee to this day in expressos and macchiatos and why I know that a latte is three fourths milk and one fourth foam and a cappuccino is half milk half foam like that type of shit yeah shout out to Zando cozy in the fucking building um I worked in the Warner Brother uh the Warner Brothers Studios ah, tongue tied today. The Warner Brothers Studio Store in the World Trade Center. Uh, I think that was building two at the time of the 9-11 um, tragedies. Uh, you guys know that because I spoke about that in other episodes. So I worked uh, in two places in the World Trade Center at that time. Um, I've worked in IHA. I've worked for um, the Institute for Family Health, which is a uh, clinic. I've worked for... Uh, Right now, you guys know I work for uh Public Defender's Office. I work for the Legal Aid Society. Uh, where else have I worked? I've worked for. Oh, my God. My goodness. You know some shit right here. If you ever worked here, you know you a true fucking New Yorker who's about your fucking uh, money. And you won't let nothing stop you. I worked at Universal Survey, you guys. And if you don't know what the fuck Universal Survey is, Most people who are people who work and they're going, they're like in between jobs, they know that they can always go, at least back then to Universal Survey and pick up a shift. Pretty much, they'll hire anybody back then. And it was like a call center type of job. Uh, (laughs) I've worked at Casual Corners when I went to SUNY Purchase in in the 2000s um, in the Galleria. Shout out to you, Gandhi. Thank you uh, for getting me the job. Love you to life. That's 6'5 Walton type love. Um, so it's safe to say I've had you guys, and I'm only going off the top of what I can think of right now. I don't want to spend too much time. But I've worked a lot of places. So I'm far from lazy, you guys. This definitely is a day I'm going to take advantage of. Most people are, you know, having cookouts and picnics and stuff like that. And um, I probably will be going out in about... Another hour or so um, to take a door to a uh, family event. But, yeah, I wanted to shout out everybody who understands the motivation to get up every day and work for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people criticize people like myself who work for someone else. And where would this world be if there were not people who worked for others? Like, sometimes we get so caught up in having our own business. And that's cool. That's fine. Shit, I got my own business, right? But... You need workers, right? You need workers to make things run properly. Even if you have your own business, you know, if you want at some point for it to get bigger and and expand, you're going to have to hire staff or, you know, ask people to assist you, which I do have assistance, by the way. You know what I mean? So, um, it's always great to invest in yourself, but I'm not one to shy away from working for folks. I love the opportunity to learn from other people. I love the fact that I can grow and, um, opportunities can present itself for me through, uh, various, uh, professions, right? So, You name it, in New York City, um, legally. (laughs) I probably did it. I probably worked there. Um, I didn't do too much uh, retail. And that's probably because after I worked at the Warner Brothers Studio Store, which was a fabulous store, by the way. This was uh, 2001. Um, Yeah, I give y'all these dates and and this information in in case anybody that somebody... Tries to check my shit, yeah, motherfucker. Everything I say is solid and righteous, my nigga. I ain't got no reasons to lie, that's not my angle. I'm a truth seeker, speaker, yeah. So, um, yeah, I worked a lot of places, you guys, like a lot of fucking places. And so I just wanna shout out everyone who's holding down a job. All the hard working people in any profession that you're in and any job that you do, how uh, this world literally would not be able to spin if it did not have workers. That's just the reality of it, you know. The boss is not gonna do what the workers is gonna do. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, the boss is a boss because of the workers in most cases, right? So You know, never look down at somebody because they get up every day and go to a fucking nine to five. You know, I'm that bitch that get up every day and go to a seven to three type shit. You know, can actually love what I do. I'm a paralegal. So there you have it. So, yeah. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Take time to reflect on the job that you do, the job that your parents have done or your life, um, the jobs that people in your circle do and respect what they do. Because it's hard work getting up every fucking day and doing the same shit every day. Sometimes not even getting paid your worth. But, you know, God handles that. He he makes ways to fill in the gaps when motherfuckers is not, you know, giving you what you're worth type shit. Right? So, with that being said, you guys, enjoy your Labor Day. And, um uh, yeah you back at it tomorrow, right? Hi-ho type shit. You're ready. I'm right there with you guys. I'm in a, um, oh no, I actually don't have an office day tomorrow. But I'm still getting up and I got to go to work remote. Okay, so love you guys. And later. Hey guys, so uh, yeah, so just when I thought that was it, really, that's the thing about news and information, right? It never really is it. So, unfortunately, I'm here to give some kind of, you know, sad news. Um, I just learned that uh, actor Michael Williams died at 54 years of age. Now, you probably don't know him by that name, but I'm pretty sure if I say... um what was his name on The Wire? Well, you know who I'm talking about. Um, what the fuck? Like, why do I have such a brain fart right now? Omar. Yes, that's his name. This is really sad. So I know him best from The Wire as Omar, as many of you guys have. But he's been in many of movies. Um, he was found dead in his Brooklyn apartment today um there was a relative who found him um he lived in uh Brooklyn like I said on Kent Ave in Williamsburg so he was found about 2 p.m officers indicated and um as of right now that's the latest we have um I'm pretty certain more upcoming information will be or developing information will be um coming to us shortly but just to let you know unfortunately uh michael k williams is no longer with us uh he passed away today at 2 p.m and um keep your ear you know your ears plugged to upcoming information my sincere sincere what the heck spirit my sincerest apology what the heck and condolences to the family of michael williams I know this is a tough time for you guys. I'm sending love and, and, and healing and prayer your way. And um, again, I'm so sorry for your loss. He was an amazing actor. Simply amazing. So rest in peace.